0: Hello and welcome to Vergecast, the flagship podcast of Verge.com, a website about your life. Yeah, yeah. It's but, more but than a website. It's a multi it's a brand. It's a, a multi channel media experience. Yeah, that touches every point of you. Ew. It's an emotion.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's yes. It's, it's a, a wetsuit. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> <a> it <wetsuit>. touches <laughs> every part of you. <laughs> yeah.
0: What if The Verge was a wetsuit? <laughs> anyway, this is The Verge cast. I'm Neil Patel. Uh, Paul Miller's here. Hey, Paul. Hey. Dieter Bone is here. In New York. It, live, in right? person, in yeah. New York. Mm-hmm. But Liz Lapato is here in New York as well.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm also live and in person in New York. It's, it's incredible.
0: I've, I've never been so happy. <laughs> Except when I describe The Verge as an emotion and a wetsuit in one <laughs> sentence at the same time. Uh, anyway, so Liz is here. Dieter's here. Uh, I'm very excited. The biggest news... In the world, not the biggest news in the world, but the biggest news in our world uh, is that Elon Musk went to Mexico, got on stage, uh, and told everybody he's going to Mars. Yeah, you
3: could really say it's the biggest news in the solar system. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's the biggest news in a wetsuit. (laughs) Uh, uh, I just, you know,
0: I was like, before I said it, I was like ashamed. I was like pre-shamed. But then I said it, and I was like really happy about it. (laughs) Um, Anyway... (laughs) <laughs> I want to get into it in depth with Liz. Liz, of course, our science editor. But uh, we sent Lauren Grush, uh, Miriam Nielsen, and Phil Esposito down to the event. They made a great video. If you haven't seen that yet, you should go watch that video. We have a ton of coverage on the site. But they're down there. And, Paul, you actually talked to Lauren a little bit yes. about everything that went And uh, I learned a lot. So why don't
1: we run that? Uh, here's Paul and Lauren talking about what's happening at SpaceX. This segment, by the way, sponsored by Scissor Vodka. Oh, yeah. Cut through the night. There it is. Oh, thanks, Dieter. All right, we have a
3: very, very special guest. Lauren Grush is talking to me live from Mexico. It's true. What's Mexico like?
4: It's amazing. We really lucked out and we're staying at this beautiful Airbnb that is essentially like a Mexican palace. It's really quite amazing. (laughs) Why,
3: Why are you in a Mexican palace right now?
4: Um, because it turned out to be a better option because we sent three people down here. And so we all got to stay in it together and it just seemed like a better option than getting three separate hotel rooms.
3: But why in general are you in Mexico? Uh,
4: I mean, I'm very happy for you. <laughs>
3: I'm very, very pleased that you're having a great time. But why are you in Mexico?
4: Right. So I am in Mexico because on Tuesday, uh, Elon Musk laid out his, uh, Mars colonization plans that he has been working on for for many years.
3: And why did he do that in Mexico? What was the what's the hook there?
4: The a- International Astronautical Congress is going on this week oh. in Mexico. It's a it's an annual conference and it's it's a big kind of space industry nerd uh, get-together and so he thought this would make a good venue for revealing his colonization plans. Well,
3: I was not aware of this larger conference. What what have you been into like any other talks or there?
4: Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of other stuff going on. Like, um, they had a plenary talk of all the heads of the different space agencies that we attended. Um, they've got like real technical stuff, like how we can use space to learn more about climate, um, you know, orbital debris. Uh, Bill Nye gave a talk about the planetary society and light sail, a bunch of the, um, uh, private space companies are here with booths so it's kind of like a mini ces is what we we called it because it's very tiny it's like one floor of the convention center um where there's booths and stuff but it does kind of have that ces conference vibe
3: ces for space
4: yes basically and so, what's
3: what's like, what's a standout talk that you just really enjoyed that, that maybe didn't get quite as much news coverage as the elon musk announcement
4: um, well, I really liked the heads of state talk because um, it was interesting to see, or the heads of the state space agencies. So you had Charles Bolden from NASA. You had the uh, the head of Roscosmos, um, the head of the ESA, the European Space Agency. So it was nice to see all of these different people running these really um, big agencies together on stage. And um, afterwards, we had like a press conference and some things about, you know, some tensions between the country were addressed. Like they talked about actually the Crimea crisis. And so it was interesting to see them kind of like put away their differences for a little bit as they talked about space, which is kind of, you know, brings people together.
3: That's that's kind of been like a space narrative for, for forever since the Cold War, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I love that. Um, okay, so Elon Musk, very, yeah. very popular Famous billionaire, cool guy, loves space, has a very highly visible space company, probably not the biggest is space w- 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 where would you put SpaceX in the continuum of companies that that do space stuff?
4: in the continuum? I, I mean, I would say that they're probably they're they're perhaps most visible. Uh, private company, private space-like company right now, and they are a big contender among launch providers. Um, You've got the United Launch Alliance, you've got SpaceX, you've got Orbital ATK. I mean, we don't have a lot that are actually going into orbit right now, but SpaceX is definitely one of the top contenders for sure.
3: And I I think what, at least for me, what always captures me about SpaceX is, is it seems like they've got a bigger plan they're not just content to just do some satellite stuff they they want to go further they want to go of course to infinity and beyond you you might say (laughs) and so so elon musk said we're going to mars kind of
4: yeah i mean elon hasn't been subtle about his uh plans to go to mars in fact he basically has hinted that he started SpaceX with the ultimate goal of creating a Mars colony. So everything that they do at SpaceX is kind of uh, in that in pursuit of that ultimate goal. So them uh, pursuing re- reusability—you know, reusability was a big part of this Mars concept, um, lowering the cost of going to space. Another big part, like, he always, he's all about making it affordable, right? So a lot of the themes of SpaceX were echoed in his Mars colonization talk.
3: So I had a traumatic tooth injury the day of this event and was literally oh at the dentist while it was, ha- so I was following your live blog. So I want to <laughs> see how well I got it. All right. Okay. They're going to make a big rocket. Yeah. way bigger than than or, or a lot bigger than we've ever had it's going to have a, a ton of boosters and a new kind of booster that they've already been testing and um that rocket will go up to space with a bunch of people in it It will come back down land on the same pad it launched from um be refueled and go back up with i guess fuel to actually go to mars and then they'll fly to Mars, and they will land there. And then it will be a barren planet, and everybody will die when they get there. <laughs> how? Um, co- how? Oh, oh! Wait, but, but because they're using a special kind of fuel, if they manage to survive somehow, they could get that kind of fuel on Mars, refill their their spaceship, and fly back here.
4: Good. I give that like a, an eighty percent po- right recap. Nice. nice. Please
3: correct <laughs> my misconceptions
4: um well i think the main thing you said you said it would be using a new kind of uh, booster the rocket itself is considered a booster it's the terminology is kind of um tough to follow sometimes but the rocket would carry a spaceship right Mm -hmm. and it uses a new type of rocket engine called the raptor which they just did their first test of it i think like over the weekend and they and he tweeted about it before he came to the conference um but the booster the rocket itself the huge rocket it would use 42 of these engines and that i mean if you know anything about rockets that's a lot (laughs) it's a lot of engines
3: yeah i saw Um, i saw this diagram where like a ton of them are all laid out in a circle and then there's seven of them in the middle and only the seven have a gimbal those are the ones that move
4: yeah basically so and is this crazy I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy. I, I, I was expecting most of the architecture I was expecting something like that because he had hinted about it before. Um, but I think there, I think there are a lot of different types of, there's a couple of different camps of how people want to get to Mars. And for Elon, his, his fall is a bit of a, of a, let's send up most of what we need and then go but a lot of people have this idea of let's send up parts of things that we want to assemble in space and then like create the the spaceship we need that way and then go so that that would save you from launching like a huge huge rocket we could do that kind of with smaller rockets that we have now but his is very much a like put it all up there approach.
3: So even the two steps he wants is actually aggressive as far as size.
4: Oh, yeah, for sure. I okay. mean it's 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 very much scaled up. Um so but I mean it's it's definitely impressive and I I don't think that it's impossible or anything. Um it's just it's I don't know if his timeline is in any way feasible. <laughs>
3: Right. He said he wanted to start doing, what, what's what's the term when Earth and Mars are closest?
4: Uh, I mean, it's like the window, uh, there's like an Earth-Mars rendezvous, basically. So it, ha- it opens up to every 26 months.
3: And he kind of wants to start launching these every 26 months.
4: Yeah. So, so what the plan is now is that SpaceX wants to send its first sp- vehicle, to Mars in 2018. That's when the next um, Earth-Mars window opens up. And But that one's going to be small, smaller. It's going to be their Red Dragon, which is going to test out supersonic retro propulsion. It's this way of using the engines on the vehicle to lower itself down to the surface. So when you're falling, you basically turn on your engines and it slows down your fall because it's pushing up while you're falling. Does that make sense?
3: Yeah, the last... And that's how we landed on the, on the moon, right?
4: Yeah. I mean, kind of, yes.
3: With, with, with the booster on the bottom or sorry, not a booster, a engine on the bottom.
4: engine, Yeah. 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 I mean, honestly, you could use booster or booster engines. I mean, these, these terms are very uh, flexible. I I want to
3: get them right. I want to get them. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so that seems aggressive. So, so, but you were you were in the room as this is happening, and it sounded from reading this live blog like it was was pure mayhem, which is yeah. probably uh, I'm I'm projecting, but probably most of the other panels you went to weren't quite as uh, insane.
4: Yes, I um, I don't think that the organizers of this conference really understood what they had taken on when they agreed to let Elon for, promote this. Well, you know, this, this conference is not, you know, I mean, it's very industry. It's like space industry experts go every year, but it, it's, this felt more like a rock concert and it was in one of the biggest rooms ever. Um, but the problem was they, they didn't let us in until, Oh my gosh, I think like five minutes before it was scheduled to happen. Um, and they were, and they let in the press first, but the press was all gathered around this one tiny area. And then they were like, Oh, but we only can let in press with cameras first. And so I snaked one of Miriam's cameras, one of my, the, you know, who was with me and I pretended to, to go in and I, and I got a nice seat when I did that. And then they let in the general audience and that, it felt like a stampede of people. Like the the room shook, and people <laughs> screamed as they ran and rushed in and tried to get a good seat. It was insane. Wow.
3: And, yeah. And then after, were, like, were there gasps and and of, of astonishment? Were people cheering when he when he was oh, announcing yeah. this plan?
4: Definitely cheering. Lots of cheering whenever he would make like a good point. And, and it definitely, like, I, I could feel there, there were at least gasps around me, like, when he would make some crazy statements. Like, he I think he said he wanted a 1,000 ships in orbit at a time, and then they would all go to Mars. And then he also made the claim that he could, that the ship could go to Mars in 80 days, which is just insane. Because right now, right now, most, like, the lowest, trip to, or the the speediest trip to Mars is about six months, I think. And then, you know, a lot of the times when, when NASA sends over a robotic mission, it's like nine months. Mm. Um, So 80 days would be a significant cut in that time. So I'm not sure how you would do that. Um, But yeah, definitely some surprises from the talk for sure.
3: So are are you coming away from this uh, more optimistic about us going to Mars in the next decade or, or just as worried and confused.
4: Um, I'm not worried and confused. I, I really think he did put a lot of thought into it because he's definitely like a tech nerd. He was talking about like chamber pressure and the specs for the different vehicles. So he's definitely thought a lot about what the vehicles will be like and the different like components. He talked, he even talked about you know, the materials that they would be made of, like the carbon fiber, most of it would be made out of carbon fiber. He talked about, you know, the components of methane and how you can, you know, make methane conceivably on Mars. So he's definitely put a lot of thought into it. The only thing, and and you can read my follow-up on The Verge, is that you know, he talked very little bit about human safety, <laughs> and and I think that's such a crucial part of a human colony because, you know, that's the whole point of sending them over there in the first place is to, you know, re- to have a backup plan for Earth. Is that's what he calls it, you know? So it it seemed strange for him to not focus on that, but he was all about like, oh, you know, SpaceX is a is the railroad you know, other people will be responsible for creating the habitats and, you know, creating, you know, the safety that they'll need on Mars. Um, which I understand. I understand that point. Um, but he talked very little bit about it. Like when he talked about the spaceship, right? When you're in microgravity, you know, you, you have to work out like a a lot every single day so that you're, your muscles don't atrophy and that you don't lose a lot of bone loss because we've evolved to have gravity, you know, here on earth. So our bodies aren't used to living in zero G. And he didn't really touch on that at all, which I understand. I mean, I get where he's coming from, but I think people just underestimate, uh, just how much, how much goes into setting up a Mars settlement. There's so many different disciplines involved. There's Biology. There's engineering. Um, you have to come up with the life support systems. You have to to you know shield people from radiation. Uh, you have to think about where <laughs> where their fluids are going to go, how they're going to eat, you know, how they're going to drink water. How do you recycle that water? There's a lot of stuff that goes into this, and obviously it was a one hour presentation, so you can't get into everything. Um, but there w- were some things I think he should have focused on in that hour instead of other things that he could have left out, in my opinion. But it's his talk. He can do what he wants. <laughs>
3: right. I mean, I, f- I feel somehow closer to Mars. I feel like, uh, I f- <laughs> I, and I see people on Twitter kind of like, whoa, man, we're going to go to Mars. This is, it's exciting. And I, I hope that excitement turns into uh, people solving these other problems.
4: Of course. I totally agree. And I and I'm and there's nothing wrong with excitement. Um, but that's kind of like what Mars One did, and that's the other, this nonprofit that promises to send people to Mars where they're going to die, <laughs> you know, like they're going to live out the remainder of their days on Mars. Um, but I feel like it's kind of a slap in the face, at least Mars One, to the people that are actually really trying to work hard on this and the people that could make it happen when when you're creating excitement for something that's just not realistic. And I'm not saying that SpaceX, what he said, was not realistic, um, but I think, and in, in order to really woo people, there, there's still a lot of questions that need to be answered before we're like, oh, OK, I think I think we're going to Mars now. <laughs>
3: Did the, the, the larger conference kind of help you with that sort of context and, and, and g- getting to see the I, I got to visit NASA once and just putting a face on people who are trying to get us into space like was really helpful to me to not be frustrated at them because like, man, it does seem like they really want to go to space. They're really into this.
4: Oh yeah, for sure. And I mean, I, 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 talk with engineers all the time, you know, I'm, I'm constantly interacting with people who are trying to get us to go to space. And so I very much want them to succeed. Um, but you know, it's worth taking a critical eye at the approaches.
3: Cool. Well, thank you so much. Enjoy your Mexico palace.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> when do you, when do you head back to the, the States?
4: We leave tomorrow. Um, um I know. I, I wish I could live here. This place is so beautiful. But no, it was, it was a fun adventure and it was it was interesting to um, to watch this talk in another country for sure, because it was it's you see how uh, Elon's influence crosses borders. You know, it was a very international affair. It's
3: wide widely loved? Yes. <laughs> super villain or superhero. Still don't know.
4: Still on the fence. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you, Lauren. Thank you, Paul.
0: Uh So that was Lauren and Paul. Paul. It seems like this
3: event was like mind blowing for Lauren. That's kind of the sense I got. It was. It was crazy. And to be honest, I'm just really happy that she's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they
0: they cranked. Um, I mean, if you haven't seen all the coverage on the site, you should go check all of it out. Um, I think I said this. We're at 21 stories now. 21 stories about... We're not done SpaceX. either. And we're not, I mean, it's, it's huge news. Um, a little inside baseball. We actually, for the first time ever, we shut down the Verge like newsroom and ran event coverage for SpaceX the way that we run event coverage for an Apple event or a Samsung event or something. And so we took that skill set from a big tech event and applied it to this, which is... Like pretty nerdy and cool for me because it's like we had this race car and only ever ran on one track and we like try to put it on a different track. Turns out our race car still really fast. Yeah, yeah, still a great race car. Uh, so super fun for us to. It's like cover super fun. I think to watch kind of our machine go. But you know, I think Lauren is pointing out, and Liz, you wrote a great piece. There are still so many questions with what Elon is doing and how he hopes to actually succeed.
2: Oh man, so. <sighs> I, I got home after after that event, and I realized I felt disappointed, which is insane, right? Wow. Because there was like, we're going to Mars, but um, it reminded me a lot of the like um, pre-apollo like space propaganda that a lot of rocket scientists were doing to popularize. Um, the, mo- the biggest one, of course, was um, uh, Werner von Braun. Um, who I, I, he, he was an incredible force in rocketry. And I also feel compelled to mention every single time I mention his name that he was a noted Nazi. I was going to say, yeah, (laughs) like, like that, those things are inextricably linked. Um, But what he did in the 1950s before all of America realized he was a Nazi was um, he ran all of these incredible um, uh, visions of the future. Um, and visions of the future on the moon, and visions of the future on Mars, and like colonies, and all of these things. Uh, and he got people really excited about space, like really, really excited. So excited that, like, you know, we put people on the moon. <laughs> uh, and and this felt like that to me. And he, mean, and he
0: ran them in magazines. Yeah, he, like in he like, like,
2: Colliers, and like yeah. he did a he did films with Walt Disney, educational films. Like right. it was like this whole. Um, push really. It was like a propaganda push. Mm-hmm. Um the futures in space. And I, I think the, the title of the series will, was um Man Will Conquer Space Soon. Yeah. Exclamation mark.
0: I think we watched this uh in my like like second grade class. <laughs>
1: in the nineteen fifties? Gr-
0: no, in like the, in the eighties. <laughs> but it was like Wisconsin. It was like we only had so many film strips. Was it like <laughs> on a
1: reel to
3: reel, or like? I, I watched reel to reel film strips? Were you watching in, this yeah. in yeah. the, the context school. of here is historical propaganda, or or was it like no? It was in the context is. of like,
0: well, we've watched all of the film strips that we have. Uh-huh. Um, Mrs. Eulenberg uh-huh. 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 found another one in the basement. You can watch <laughs> this one. too. You know
1: what makes me sad about uh, kids today? Yeah, and their experience in school. My favorite day in school was when they trundle in. On a giant metal cart, the television, the huge CRT television that weighed like 300 pounds... And, like, the giant industrial VCR that was supposed to last forever but was actually garbage and never really worked. Mm-hmm. And it was going to be, like, a movie day in class. Yeah. And you could, like, you'd see the thing in the hallway before class. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh now my these God. kids have their iPads. Yeah. yeah. And now they're just like, turn on your iPads and open your app. Or, like, there's like <laughs> there's a screen in the room. But, like, the experience of having the giant thing or the, the film strip, you know, when you sell a projector in the room. You're like, oh, my God. This is going to be great.
2: But, yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was very much that
0: to
1: yeah. me
2: and it was not like because I was like ready You're talking about
0: Elon right now. Elon, yeah. 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 I was
2: like ready for Elon to be like alright here's the habitat module and here's how we've thought about like life support on the space uh, the you know the spaceship and, and you know here's how we've thought about like the possibility of terraforming and like here's how I'm going to fund it and I was like ready for that. I was like alright we're going to go to Mars yeah. <laughs> and what I got instead was it would be really cool to have a future in space well Well, so
1: but like so why do you think he chose that instead of like you know the world of tomorrow like wonderland of like here's all the different things we could do like my sense was that he was basically like it was half a half a show for you for like let's get excited about space here's some possibilities and half a show for people that are like Stop wasting your stop wasting my investment dollars, Elon, on this Mars thing. And it was like him proving that like it was it would be economically viable. I'm going to do some of these small things, but I'm not going to do the whole thing.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I still don't think it's going to be economically
0: viable. It's <laughs> the realest of real talk right
2: now? It's going
1: to cost forty three dollars.
0: <laughs> <laughs> whatever,
3: whatever insane number that, that he drops. That seems the biggest blank space because. Yeah, how is it funded?
2: Yeah, well that's He, he yeah. made it. He was like he made he the made South Park it joke.
3: Cheaper than. Yeah.
2: It was like I'm, we're going to steal underpants. Question mark question mark question mark profit. That yeah. was like literally the slide.
0: Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he it up there. Kickstarter was so, also so on
3: This that is side. like yeah. this is somewhere between here's a brand new car that will be available next year and here's this crazy hyperloop idea. Like this yeah, is like it was, somewhere on that continuum, yeah. but you well, know, all, all the way to the I car. mean
2: like the rocket specs, like I think that stuff, the stuff that he was talking about with fuel was really, really interesting.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, basically he presented a fuel plan that might allow you to refuel on Mars so you don't have to have enough with you to make the trip back. That's cool.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and that's something that potentially could apply to other places with similar natural resources. Um, and like, as I wrote in my piece, like it may very well be that we don't get Mars colonies, but what we get instead um, is some modified version of the rockets. Like he has, he's fired the engines for, mm-hmm. that he's planning on using. So like, this is not totally like, you know, a, a big spread in Life magazine with like, you know, um, artists renderings. Right, <laughs> like, right.
0: Well, that thing you're talking about with the the sort of propaganda piece that kicked off an incredible wave of futurist thinking. Yep. Right? When, when we now joke that, like, we were promised flying cars and all we got was photo sharing apps, the people making the promises were the ones, like, mm-hmm. drawing the diagrams in Life magazine about how we would, like, you know, Rosie the butler would, like, serve us space broccoli. Well, or, that we're getting. Yeah, that's <laughs> going to happen. Um, but do you think that he's going to kick off another wave of futurist thinking now? Or is it more grounded?
2: I don't know. Um, I mean, it's hard to know what a reaction is going to be ahead of time, right? Mm -hmm. Like this is the sort of thing that you're going to see coming in waves over the next couple of years. And either there are going to be a bunch of people who are like, "Yes, let's do some like crazy interstellar mining. Let's go for it. We're going to do a moon base. Awesome! Like, great." Um, But you (laughs) might you might also get a bunch of people who are like, "Finally, Elon has gone too far."
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he's got. He's got a lot going on. People yeah, are, uh, people are rooting for that fall. No, I. I he's got fanboys. No, like, d- yeah, no they're other. they're not.
2: They, um, there were a lot of people who were very upset with me um, about uh, um. the mildly critical things I wrote, yeah.
0: <laughs> and it was critical. But I would say, on the scale of the Verge being critical of you, mildly critical. Yeah. Like, yeah. hey, you're pretty busy. Also, you have to get this paid for.
2: Also, you're not very good at deadlines, so why are you telling me this is going to happen in <laughs> right. 10
0: years? Yeah. I mean,
1: for, so that's like a real thing. What was thing? the thing you said during during the, the show? We were in the room. We were watching it. Um, I was making bad jokes on Twitter because that's my whole job yeah. uh, when it comes to science coverage. Um, and he he gave his first deadline, and you said— Dude hasn't shipped his Corolla competitor. What makes you yeah. think he can ship The like
3: Model ship? 3 is like a big deal. It's, yeah. the,
1: it's the fate of Tesla. And, he,
3: and he's supposed to have like 4,000 internet satellites up by 2020.
0: Right. It, so like SpaceX has to not have rockets explode.
2: Mm-hmm. That's helpful. It's they, helpful to not have your
0: rockets explode. I like, they I like have, it when you're They your haven't rockets. quite figured out, right? It's like something to do with the helium system yeah. and well, the last rocket is what made it explode. So, so
2: uh, it's not clear that that's SpaceX's fault. Like that investigation is not done. Right.
0: Right. So, all I'm saying is, they don't know know. why their rocket, their last rocket exploded. They're grounded until they figure it out. You should probably figure that out. Yeah. And then he's got Tesla. Tesla has been late on every car. He's got tons of pre orders for the Model 3. And, like, he's got to hit that deadline. Yeah. And if he doesn't, there are there will be dire consequences for Tesla, even though his fans love it. Like they'll wait a little bit, but they're not gonna wait forever. Yeah. Um and then he's got Solar City, which didn't do so well, and he's selling to himself yep. at Tesla. And like I think that plan is actually fine. Like conceptually, like Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like we Tesla should sell batteries for your home that charge your car that charge from solar panels. Fine. Yeah. That's a great idea. But like the business mechanics of that deal, as far as I understand them, are they're worth criticizing. So like, that's just a, that's a lot lot. of things. It's a
2: lot of things and you're leaving out all of the deadline dysfunction at SpaceX. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to quickly run you through, um, some of this. I actually got a reader email after my piece published. I had missed one of his, his blown deadlines. Um, Mm. so in 2007, he said he was going to, uh, put people in space by 2011 In 2011. He said, he'd put people in space in three years. (laughs) Um, not a single person has flown aboard a SpaceX rocket and is the year of our Lord, 2016. Right. So, like,
1: I... <laughs> so how do you square the fact... I mean, the reason that everybody gets mad when but we but criticize... Commercial the, Crew uh, is happening soon, right? I mean, like... It is. Yeah, I mean, like, it, like, that's... It's now happening.
2: R- it's happening. Uh, it's probably happening in late 2018, which is a pushback from the original... So after of 10
1: 20, years after his, like... Right. right. <laughs> so the thing that he does that is so incredible is, like takes these things that you think of as, like, crazy dreams and then, like, actually, like, lays out what seems like a logical, feasible plan. Sometimes he skips over some of the important details, Mm -hmm. but, like, lays out a plan, and at the end of the plan, you're like, oh, wow, like, this amazing thing would be great if we just, like, got together and did it, and that's really inspiring. Mm -hmm. Um, But then you have to square that with, you know, the fact that he, like, misses deadlines.
2: With, like, doing it. Like, you have to square it with doing it. And And so,
1: like, (laughs) part of me is like, man, I I just wish that, like... Like, the, the reason that we went to the moon, one of the reasons we went to the moon is, like, we, like, got together as a nation and, like, gave the government a shit ton of money, right? And, and they had
2: to do it by 1970, and they just barely made their deadline. Right.
1: Uh, but Elon is just doing it on his own as a private citizen. So I can't tell if, like, he's trying to inspire us to, like— With a bunch of government money. Well, yeah. but Like,
0: like a lot of government money. Right. I mean, like, right.
1: SpaceX is funded—
0: by NASA, kind yeah. of.
2: I mean, they contract for NASA. They contract for um, I want to say the Department of Defense, yeah. and then they have also a couple the government of,
0: Facebook satellite.
2: Yeah, and then they have a couple. Facebook of
0: is technically a government
2: pri- private <laughs> 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 private satellite companies yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. So, but they're I would say probably they're like I don't know because it's not a public yeah, company. I right. can't actually look at their books, although mm. I would love to, Elon,
0: if you're listening. <laughs> um, Elon's like mail is a book. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, but like it, you know. The, the, I would pro, I would guess that their biggest client is NASA, yeah. and their the their biggest source of funding is the government.
3: Right. So, right. so other than the because I feel like the biggest question is, can someone just fund this? And it, that wasn't answered, so mm-hmm. we don't know when this can actually happen because the money isn't actually there. Right. But are there any other? technical concerns that like haven't been solved that would have to be solved for us I'm mostly thinking of being fried by radiation
4: yeah that's a, that's a big one
0: that's a big right, one so Lauren by the way at the event we made a video of this too Eon yeah. got asked he had a public Q&A after the event asked the most insane questions. Like, yeah. some dude's like, I got a Burning Man and it sucks to poop there. And I'm <laughs> like, yeah. We actually have
2: a story on our website, theverge.com, uh, about how to poop like an astronaut that there. we ran, like, early this year. And, like, it's, it turns out that pooping in space is complicated. So this is not totally a stupid question.
0: Anyway, so you got to ask all these insane questions. And then Lauren... Only one who stands up and like tries to do journalism there, asked a really hard question like, "What are you going to do to keep people alive?" And Elon's answer was basically, "You know, people talk about radiation, but it's not a big deal." And he just like moved right off right along. And I, I, Liz, you wrote like the messy biology part of this is definitely not solved.
2: No, that is, I mean, listen, I think that's probably that's probably the trickiest part of all of this, right? Like, we haven't put very many people in space. It's like five hundred and thirty people. Like the whole world has put five hundred and thirty people in space, which yeah. is a, a, a more than most other species, but <laughs> but like you know, we're doing okay.
1: Snow crabs, though, they're catching up. Yeah, there's like five dolphins in space, <laughs> uh,
2: but like that's still not very many people, and so we don't have a really good read on what. You know, the long term effects of space are because most people haven't been there for long consecutive periods, like right. you would have to be for Mars. And like, we know certain things about radiation and what it does to the human body. And like, radiation shielding is one of the biggest um, things to think about in terms of like making sure your passengers don't arrive with cancer yeah.
1: Yeah. or. Dead. And that's, that's before you even get to the idea of building a self-sustaining biome on another planet.
2: Yeah. No, right? I mean, like, that's literally just, like, that's, like, to to, to to take him at his word at talking about like wanting to be the space railroad, that is just, like, your train problem. That is just a problem for your train. Yeah.
0: I'm gonna build a train. I don't know how people are gonna stay alive on the train, but if they get to where they're going...
2: They'll definitely get there. They'll- <laughs> and then we can send the train back.
3: Yeah. But yeah. The, they'll die on the surface of Mars.
2: Well, so, like, the thing to me is that, like, I don't... I like.
3: Once you get to Mars, you can make like hobbit holes, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and fill them with oxygen <laughs> and food.
2: <Yeah>. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean like the thing to me that that is potentially exciting about this is the actual like rocket, like less the spaceship because I I'm worried about what he's doing in radiation design on the spaceship, but the rocket itself potentially like there have been these space mining. Uh, initiatives that have started and like we've legally if you mine something from an asteroid in space and bring it back in the US you get to keep it it's yours. So like if it turns out solving the, the big problem. That's right. So <laughs> if it turns out that like you know this rocket winds up being used for like some asteroid mining thing for rare earth elements like fine. That is a fine outcome. That is not a thing that upsets me because to go back to von Braun um one of the things about this guy is that he actually launched the first U.S. satellite. Um, And satellites are the reason we all have cell phones and intranet on our phones. And, like, that was a big part of the future that he, like, just didn't think about because he thought satellites were going to have to have people in them because he didn't know about computers or how important they were going to be. Wow. Um, he like thought he like envisioned it as like a person inside the satellite, like watching over the Earth to like detect enemy movements, and then like radioing into
0: the DOD. Like a cool telescope. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like a guy in a ball. Yeah, like,
2: literally. Like there are just, illustrations like, around. It's incredible.
0: That's that's awesome.
2: So, so you know, like his legacy may actually be something else other than Mars colonies. We may not even get to Mars, but the inspiration and like all of this work might not be for nothing. Okay, so
3: satellites aren't exactly why we have internet and cell phones like we get those from towers and tunnels underground true but satellites could make internet and cell phones amazing and i i I haven't heard any updates on elon musk's space internet plan yeah
2: what's that what's a while i don't
3: know but but that one of the most amazing things about that is that you take messages that would typically take like 40 or 60 milliseconds going all like through slow earth pipes because speed of light goes slower in glass and fiber optics. It goes up to space, maybe hops to one other satellite, then back down. And so you could like have low latency communication and video games with like Australia, finally. Like right. there's big parts of the world that deal with absurd latency all the time. Um, and and that could, a, a, a beautiful network of, of space satellites could would actually be economically probably better in the long run if, if we really are going to get everybody online than digging millions of more tunnels. and. Yeah,
2: I mean, yeah. I, I don't know what's up with that. I couldn't tell you.
3: I'm really, I'm really excited about space internet. He's got I, a lot going on.
2: I, just, a I have a hard time keeping track of all his projects. I don't know how he does it. So
0: I think this is the reason that he has as many fans, like ardent fans as he does, whether or not he does all the stuff. I think he is one of the few people who operates at his scale who has ideas bigger than a new photo app or yeah. like a better way to share things um who delivers on a subset of those ideas at some reasonable volume and then t- tries to like one up himself. It, like Zuckerberg doesn't do that. Zuckerberg's like I got to put balloons everywhere. Because you need more access to Facebook free basics or whatever, right? Right, like Sergey Brin is like my best idea is uh, toe shoes and <laughs> uh, uh, also I'm going to put this camera on your face. That uh, didn't work, right? Like there are these thinkers in the world, but most of them, I think Bill Gates is one of them now, but his mm-hmm. his his ambitions are are still con- like. Constrained in it's a way, boring right? stuff like education, mm-hmm. and yeah, and really lame, right? But it's they're not Bill Gates like is such a nerd. <laughs> what I'm saying, they're constrained. Bill Gates is, is, Bill Bush- is such a nerd. Elon is like Musk- not even an insult. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you'd be like yes, and then he would just like walk out of the room. Yeah. Like, like he might jump over. <laughs> a Elon chair Musk on is investing
3: yeah. in in the covers of popular science and popular mechanics of our childhood.
0: Yeah, right. And I, you know, I think Bill Gates doing like.
3: There's no mosquito laser lasers to kill mosquitoes
0: is like very interesting. And I think that captures a lot of imagination, but he never actually ships the mosquito laser, whereas Elon stands on stage. uh, And, you know, when he was talking about using methane to fuel the rockets, it was basically an Apple event, right? Like he put up the same kind of charts that tech companies put up to make their decisions seem sensible. And
2: here's a, here's some fun inside baseball on the yeah. verge is yeah. I, I was running the site and I saw Neelai tweeting. This is basically an Apple event. And I and called I him at. in. I called him in, was like, you're putting it on the site. Go she yelled at.
0: <laughs> I just received an order. It was like, it's <laughs> like a little bit afraid actually. Uh-huh. I, was like, I could get yelled at again. Yeah, um,
3: yeah, I love that pose. Like the spec sheets. Yeah.
0: yeah. There's spec sheets for planets. Uh, and I, that's to me is, I don't think there are very many characters in the industry who, Consistently make those kinds of promises, and then on whatever timeline deliver against those promises in some way. Like Elon said, "I'm going to land the rocket." He blew up a lot of rockets. Yeah, he
2: did. But and he, he started it. landing
0: the rocket. Yeah. I mean,
2: like this is the thing: is like it's one of the reasons why, like, the, I found that event slightly disappointing, is that he landed the rocket, right? Like, yeah. okay, that sounded nuts, and then he did it. So. Ideally, I was thinking, "Oh, well, this is this sounds nuts," mm-hmm. but he did land a rocket, so yeah. maybe I should be paying attention because he might have a good idea. And then he was like, "Space." <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: he had some ideas.
0: He
2: mm-hmm. did have some ideas.
0: Yeah. He like, did say like, the restaurant would the, be fun on the
1: spaceship. Yeah, the
2: and part, like the, the zero g, ga- the gravity stuff. Yeah. I was like,
1: "Oh." But man. some of the like the 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 thing that I liked is like, whenever anybody talks about going to Mars, it's like you know, it's a South Park joke. I'm like, we should go to Mars. We'll have a bunch of innovation and then we'll be on Mars and it'll be great. And like, he at least takes a stab at filling in that middle human innovation step. Yeah. He didn't fill in the money step. He didn't fill in like keep humans alive step. Like there's a bunch of other stuff he didn't fill in. But it's very rare to see somebody say, this is an insane thing. Here's some actual like achievable steps to get there. Uh, Usually it's like, you know, it's like when George Bush uh, said we were going to space or going to Mars. It yeah. was like, yeah, we should go to Mars. And then, like, moved on in the State of the Union. And well, like, well the, how do we, how, how, what?
2: <laughs> well, so that, that was, um, that was interesting. Like, that, the reason that that got killed was because somebody did a budget estimate and right. it was like $500 billion. Yeah. And they were like, nope, next. And, uh, but like, you know, um, to me, I think, again, Guy had some thoughts about fuel and rockets, which, again, so did Von Braun yeah. I mean like he literally made the Saturn V that got us to the moon like that was his invention so like you know no slouch to this guy but um,
0: <laughs> you know it's, there's a lot of middle stuff there's right? a lot of
2: middle stuff and yeah. like it's scary difficult to solve and um, particularly watching him wave off Lauren's right, like radiation question just kind
0: of made me feel bad Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not that big a deal. It's just radiation. It's just,
2: it's just, it's just biology. That's easy to solve.
0: Right. And then uh, uh, we should, we got to move on. But like, my favorite of all of the hand waves was like not even a hand wave. It was like a video hand wave. It's like he made the teaser video and there's all the steps. It's like first booster ignites, booster returns, fuel ship, ship goes, ship lands on Mars. And then like the picture of Mars just starts spinning. Yeah. And as it spins, it like, Gains greenery on the surface of the planet and an atmosphere develops. And it's like, you know, you can't just spin it faster.
1: Well, no, he's (laughs) he's assuming that when we get to Mars, we'll find the technology of an ancient alien civilization. And then Arnold Schwarzenegger will hit the button and then the atmosphere will form.
3: It's very easy. Yeah, and I'm gonna give you all. By some, the way,
1: spoiler alert: some
3: spoilers. <laughs> you haven't seen Total Recall. Well, I'm gonna give you spoilers from uh, from Red Mars. Oh like, yeah, yeah, uh, totally what a good book. Kim, underrated. Kim Stanley Robinson. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's why I always think about the radiation when they're flying to Mars. There's like a solar event, and they're like, "Okay, everybody, get in the lead-lined box." Yeah. And then, like, I think somebody doesn't, yeah. and something bad happens to the people, and then they have to live underground for a while yep. until they get more technology. But um, I think in that series, they like take a, a, a thing in space. What are they called? <laughs> <laughs> are are we like, talking comets, about asteroids, meteors? Just name anything. anything. A thing Planet. with a lot of ice that is not Mars, but around near Mars. A moon? And they slam it into Mars. Okay. And that's one of the ways they jumpstart the terraforming because they get a lot of atmosphere in there. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. mean, I've heard – is this
0: true that the rumors are his His plan is to detonate fusion bombs at the poles of Mars to unlock I mean, the ice? I mean, I
2: think that's what he told Stephen Colbert. Yeah. I mean, it's just like – that smart. was my
0: favorite part of this whole Love event it. was like watching that video and at the cool. very end like – like the speech cg- the
1: nukes. The what? CGI
0: <laughs> effect of like Mars getting atmosphere happened. And I was like, you're really glossing over that some work. A, I'm, I'm so-
2: well, you know, that's also like um we have planetary protection laws and like again, I am I am an optimistic dork and I don't think it's impossible that there are like that there are bacteria on Mars somewhere. Yeah. Maybe frozen in the ice. Maybe maybe it's part of Mars's history. I don't know. I don't think it's impossible that there was once and maybe still is life on Mars. Like, not necessarily, like, big multicellular life, but, like, bacteria still count. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we terraform Mars, we run the risk of just completely destroying all of that yeah. before we can study it. Um, and also, you know, beyond that, like, Kim Stanley Robinson, again, like, his most recent book... Oh, I'm blanking on the name. Aurora? Yeah. Yeah, so good. Um, it's possible that those those things, like if we terraform and we're walking around out there just breathing the air, like we die because those things, it turns out, maybe are harmful to us.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, and on that note, I'm going to read in advertising. Can, 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 I say, can I say one more
3: thing? Yeah. I didn't know it was called the South Park joke. The profit joke?
0: Yeah. yeah the, it the, comes the, from South Park. The this? underpants gnome joke. Yeah. Question
1: mark. Profit. Profit. Yeah. That's South Park. Yeah. I think I South so Park much might have, like, took from the <laughs> –
0: I'm right. going to look
1: up the history of the underpants, gnome.
0: And on that note, I'm going to read this ad. Casper is a sleep brand that created one perfect mattress sold directly to consumers, eliminating commission-driven inflated prices. Its award-winning sleep service was developed in-house, has a sleek design, and is delivered in small how-do-they-do-that-size box. In addition to the mattress, Casper also offers an adaptive pillow and soft, breathable sheets. An in-house team of engineers spent thousands of hours developing the Casper. It combines spring latex and supportive memory phones for a sleep surface that's got just the right sink and just the right bounce. Plus, its breathable design sleeps cool to help you regulate your temperature through the night. Mattresses can often cost well over $1,500, but Casper mattresses cost just $500 for a twin-size mattress, $600 for a twin XL, $750 for a full, 850 for a queen, and 950 for a king. And buying a Casper mattress is completely risk-free. Casper offers free delivery and free returns with a 100-night home trial. If you don't love it, they'll just pick it up and refund you everything. Casper understands the importance of truly sleeping on a mattress days before you commit, especially considering you're going to spend a third of your life on it. Time magazine named Casper one of the best inventions in 2015. There's free shipping and returns to the U.S. and Canada, and it's made in America. So you can get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting www.casper.com verge and using the offer code verge. Terms and conditions apply.
2: So I, um, while Neil, I was reading that ad, I just quickly looked up the Wikipedia page for the Mars trilogy. I think they slammed Phobos. I I was was
1: on the Wikipedia page for uh, gnomes, parentheses, South Park. (laughs) Phobos? Because there's like two moons of Mars?
2: Yeah, there's like a, there's um, a moon and a military complex. Um, And so like, like they cut the space elevator, there's bombardment. And that like, I think that's what, what, Yeah. That's, that's the beginning of terraforming.
3: They, they had like a bunch of like they, early in the book they put a bunch of like automated like robots who make these like machines all over the planet just pumping out greenhouse gases. I was surprised Elon's plan wasn't first
0: to fly hundreds if not thousands of robots to Mars to accomplish
3: i oh, we got to get the people there.
2: I need to get robot, like, minions. Like, I need to have robot minions that I can fly to the moon and assemble a moon base.
0: Yeah. That's what
3: yeah. I need. Isn't that? That's what I was expecting. Please like that. give
2: me, like, trillions of dollars to
0: accomplish this.
3: <laughs> Wait, are you a moon first proponent?
2: Yeah, I think it's a better way to test the technology we would need for survival. So, like, it's also a really cool place to uh, refuel because mm. there's a lot less gravity there. So, I mean, Lauren is actually the person who convinced me of this. She wrote this great big op-ed that was like, it's time to go back to the moon. And I was like, not sure I believed it. And then I read the op-ed and I was like, the lady makes a good case.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love the moon. (laughs) I would go to the moon. I would not go to Mars. Would you go to Mars? Would you be one of these first people to go to Mars? I wouldn't be one of the first people to go to Mars.
2: But yeah, I mean, given the opportunity, like, dude, what do I do with my
0: vacations? What do you Not do with die? Well, I, I guess like that's a choice. Like, no, that but I, I mean, often like make. I'm the
2: person who's like, all right, guys, I'm gonna go hype up the side of a volcano for a long three day weekend. I'll see you later. Right? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the rainforest for a bit. Yeah. I'll be back eventually.
0: It's like, true. Liz does say I'll be back eventually. It's very, <laughs> it's very disturbing.
1: Would you go to Mars? I, uh, what would I do? I have no <laughs> Mars relevant skills. <laughs> I, it's like just to go. Do, do y'all need a website on Mars? I'm your man. I would not. I,
0: I don't think I would be prepared to accept the risk of just like straight up dying from cancer in a void away from my family.
1: I'd be I'd, I'd be down for a straight up dying of cancer in a void away from my family. That's fine. <laughs> I just have nothing to offer.
0: You just want to be useful? Yeah. We're getting. Wait. This wait. is such a window into Dieter's like <laughs> essential Protestantism. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> Like, Minnesotan man hates self for not being useful on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Would you go to
3: Mars? Yes. Right. I've, I have planned my life around trying to get really good at programming, and then I'll be making robots, and and then I'll have, like, a really cool robotics company yeah. around the time we're ready to go to Mars, and you'll need robotics experts. See? There you go. Right? The Paul's thinking ahead. I'm ready for this. <laughs> but I do want to be useful, but yeah. I'd go even if I was Okay. Uh,
0: I'm yeah. saying I'm saying if we lived in the world where it was like now Mars tourism is a thing, mm-hmm. I would still like definitely hesitate.
2: I feel like that would be like a stunt journalism piece that I would definitely pitch to the verge. <laughs> I'm going to Mars. It's only gonna cost you guys two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. And some other more money, but that's the cost of the ticket. <laughs> some other more
0: money. <laughs> All right, we got to talk. There's some like other tech news happening in this world. We can run through it. Uh, Paul, you, you actually made a Facebook video today about this. Blackberry announced that it's done making phones, it's just going to rebrand other yeah. people's boring phones.
3: Yeah, it's going to do sad things. Yeah. Although, apparently, the CEO said that they will do another keyboard. They will. Good. They're gonna get somebody wait, to make wait, a in the what? next in the coming years.
1: Who said? Who said this? The CEO of BlackBerry. They're gonna do the new, Well,
3: yeah, but like there will be another BlackBerry with a keyboard. A keyboard. Right.
0: So now they just make Android phones, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But they're with like spruced up. Well, the security. proof has a
1: keyboard, but that's their design. It's their design, but like Foxconn made the thing. Like. Yeah, the, but like the what is it? The DTEC 50 is just like it's, it's straight a, up yeah, yeah. rebrand of another yeah. phone. Yeah, and that's but like all mean. these companies make. Phones that, like, they, they try some prototypes out that don't get released. So, like, I mean, how how deeply nerdy can I get? 100%. Harry. You know what company I'm going to mention right now? Is it Palm? It is. is yeah, Palm. okay. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> I, I knew it before you started. <laughs> Android. The original, if you remember the prototypes for Android way back in the day, they looked like Blackberries. Yeah. They did not have big, full touch screens. They had little keyboards on them. Mm-hmm. And HTC uh, made one of those prototypes and it was going to be the first Android phone until the iPhone came out and then everybody went, oh shit, that's yeah. not going to work. And so she's like, yeah, good point. And they threw it in the bin. And then later Palm, uh, didn't know how to make anything, um, themselves at the moment because they were trying to build the pre, the next generation thing. Although at the time they were probably still spinning their wheels on Cobalt. Anyway, <laughs> he knows that all. I remember They, cobalt. Yeah. Went over to HTC and they're like, hey, you know, we got to release another uh, Windows phone. This, this, uh, this, this Trio 700W uh, is not cutting the mustard. It's like 15 feet thick. And HTC said, well, here's the stuff we've got in the garbage bin. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one of the things they had in the garbage bin was that uh, prototype they had made to be the first Android phone. And Palm said, actually, yeah, give us that. And then they did some... Palmy things to it. They adjusted the keyboard to that gel keyboard that works so well on the Centro, and you know, changed a few other things and stuck a Wi-Fi button on the side because what you really want is a physical button to toggle your Wi-Fi. <laughs> uh, and it became the Trio Pro, which was uh, honestly a lovely, lovely little phone. I loved the Trio Pro. It was I really the Trio good. Trio Pro. It was yeah. such a
0: confusing phone, but it I loved a, it. What was confusing?
1: I mean, other than the Wi-Fi button, it was great. It's just its whole design. Was well, it's because it was like you know a thing. Anyway, yeah. Uh, So, anyway, so... So you're saying BlackBerry Blackberry will not raid the garbage bin? ...keyboard phone? Like, they probably will, and they may push the design for it, but, like, the the spectrum of, like, company makes phone runs all the way from, like, they own the whole stack, they own the factories themselves, to they design it, they tell a factory exactly what to do, to they have an idea, they go to a a company that can make stuff, and they work together to figure it out, to they you know, grab something from the garbage bin and tweak it to, they just rebrand a thing. Well, what they're doing right now is just rebranding a thing. Right, so what I'm saying is, on that spectrum of phone creation, and, like, we made a phone, like, I if if rebranding an Alcatel phone is a 10 and owning the factories is a 1, BlackBerry used to be at 1, now they're at 10, I'd be shocked if they went below, like, a 7. Yeah.
2: Okay, but, like, what if they just did the blackberry bold and updated everything inside.
1: <laughs> yeah, they tried that. It's called the Blackberry, blackberry Classic and nobody
0: bought it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it turns out people want big screens and no keyboards.
0: Yeah. There's like a small group of people who want a keyboard. And the Blackberry Pro
1: it ran Android, right? Right? The no, Black the Pro
3: Priv was the first.
1: The Android. Priv ran Android. They haven't they haven't made an Android phone with a keyboard that's uh, just a solid. I mean, there's the pri there's the the um, you're thinking of the, the um Passport
0: I'm thinking of the passport.
1: Yeah, right. I just
0: think that the operating system of the Pro, like it just doesn't hold up. Yeah, right. Like that's right. a BB10 phone. Yeah, um, yeah. It's the I'm thinking of the passport. Man, they just blew it with these operating systems. <laughs> um, I mean, this is the company that decided that apps were so important that they would they just needed tonnage, right? Do you remember this quote? Tonnage. Tonnage. They they built an Android compatibility layer into BB10 so that you could run Android apps on it right. because we need app tonnage. That was the I word they used. I don't remember that word. That's great. Yeah.
3: it's a great word.
0: Um, I'm just trying to keep all the devices straight
3: right now. It's hard. Yeah. I'm looking at this, the Trio Pro, and I had no idea that it was a reworked version of this HTC, because it does and not look like either.
1: the HTC. Yeah. No, I know. They did a really It way good different.
3: Job. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All so right. there's
0: that. Um, some more sad gadget news in this world. Um, Android Wear had some stumbles today.
1: <sighs> They've so, been having stumbles for a while now.
0: Yeah. So, so the stumbles today, and I know Dieter has some deep thoughts about this. Android Google announced Android Wear 2.0 is delayed until next year. Yeah. And Android Wear phones... Not doing so great with the iPhone 7.
1: Android watches. You Android, mean. right. What's can, wrong can, with me today? Can
2: I ask a very stupid question? Yeah. What what is Android Wear? It's, it's Android,
1: th- smartwatch. Oh, Android smartwatch. Android
2: smartwatch. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah,
1: yeah. there it is. Um, yeah, it's supposed to work with iPhones. It's supposed
0: it and it did, it did and it still works with the iPhone 6. Everyone thought this was like an iOS 10 bug. Yeah. But apparently still works fine on the 6s. Yeah. Specifically the iPhone 7 does not work great with mm. Android watches. Yeah. Um and they're delaying their platform for next year. So yeah. But, and you, you are full of deep emotions here.
1: So I feel like um, for a hot minute, especially when the first version of the Apple Watch came out, that uh, Android watches had a lead. They had a yeah. moment where they like, they had a smarter system. It was more focused. Um, it, couldn't, it would still slow on apps just like the Apple Watch, but it wasn't as dependent on those apps. It was like watch faces, notifications, just a little side of health. Yeah. And let's make it work on lots and lots of different watches that look different. And they like they could have built on that lead, and instead, what happened was everybody bailed. Samsung bailed and made you know the Gear S two and whatever. Um, nobody else was good at making the watches, and uh, they got like Fossil involved and a few other companies. And um,
0: the Nixon one looks really cool. Yeah, so it's but huge. like, but cool.
1: then things start have started to like really, really, really stall, and they kept on getting bigger instead of smaller. And then, you know, they announced Wear 2.0. And, like, there's a lot of interesting things in Wear 2.0. But it's still not as fitness-focused as the Apple Watch. But that's fine because they added a bunch of complications. And it would be able to work with apps with the iPhone because it could directly connect to the Internet over Wi-Fi. And, like, a bunch of, like, promising ideas. And then we knew that there was this new chip coming, which is now here, which would make it run faster and last longer. Also promising. And instead, the platform is delayed um, a whole bunch of their core Android manufacturers said, yeah, now we're taking a pass for the rest of the year so there won't be new watches for holiday except for like the Nixon and the Fossil. Um, and like the whole the whole platform is like a big shruggy. Yeah. And in the meanwhile, Apple completely revamped their software platform and made it really good. So I'm wearing a Series 2. This thing is delightful. Yeah. they Like it's
0: fun in like a gadgety fun way. Like the draw letters on the thing to send a text message. Super useless,
1: but incredibly fun. <laughs> yeah, Google did that with emoji first and then yeah. like they they were at, they added like a keyboard and whatever to wh- the 2.0 platform. Like they had some good ideas. They just didn't have the fitness stuff and they're just like not doing it. And they they're getting lapped by Apple. Uh, I mean like this thing,
0: I think I figured it out. The the first version of this watch, it like f- it was so confusing that it like, made me frustrated and angry to wear it and like i think that kept people from wearing it and this one is such a gadget like in such a deeply nerdy gadget way that i just enjoy fucking with it huh. which is all it needs to do right. like now i'm like what else can i do with it because i just like i just like poking at it and that's like such a victory for this platform compared to before when you would like push the button and be like do you want to send your heartbeat to someone? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I definitely don't want to do that again. Uh, but now I'm like, yeah, I definitely want my fantasy football garbage on here. Like, it's dumb. Yeah, it's definitely dumb. But it's dumb in such a like encouraging way, right? That like the best gadgets are like I want to find more reasons to use it as opposed to thinking there's no reason to use it. You know here.
1: what? It re- you know, you're gonna hate me for saying this. Yeah, it reminds me of the chumby. In that fun, dumb way. Like, the chubby was slow and bad, but like, if if you don't remember the chubby, it was a a nightstand that ran flash. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But it had a screen on it. It was an alarm clock. That's what it was. It sat on your nightstand, and you could, like, put widgets on it to, like, do cute, fun little internet things in, Mm -hmm. like, an alarm clock. And, like, a little, like, you could put the radio on it and, like, do all kinds of, like, fun, stupid things. Sony Um, made a chubby. It was a whole platform. It was cute. And, like, yeah, it was, like, a a fun thing to play with. Yeah. And, you, like, You enjoyed figuring out how to do weird things on it. Yeah. Um, But so then on top of that, on top of the
0: fact that the platform is now fun, Apple's, like, things are happening with the watch that are really interesting. So Eater ran a story today. um, Shake Shack – not Shake Shack. Shake Shack. Cut this. Eater ran a story today that's um, Union Square Hospitality Group, which is a big fancy restaurant group, um, and Shake Shack. So Danny Meyer – was it Shake Shack or in and out It's Shake Shack. Okay. So Danny Meyer's two big restaurants groups, Shake Shack, Union Square Hospitality, um, a bunch of their managers and sommeliers and people are going to start wearing Apple watches. So if you show up at like a fancy Danny Meyer restaurant in New York and you're like, wait too long to get a drink, the hostess will get a beep on her wrist or the sommelier will know that like he hasn't been by to talk about the wine and like their wrist will beep. At Shake Shack, if you show up at a big party, like they all get alerted that a big party is – it's like – they're doing like the way that Google Glass found its home in enterprise for like assembly line workers wearing Google Glass and like right. seeing a thing. The Apple Watch is starting to find that home in like service industries, which is when I talk to people about where they're wearing Apple Watches before, it was always people who are on their feet all day who are like, I can't use my phone. Like, I need to run around. It's super useful to have this information on my wrist. And now corporations are starting to roll it out. I know Liz has a lot of thoughts on this. Let me <laughs> say the other story because um, we talked about it earlier. Uh, and then Aetna, the insurance company, uh. is now going to give people uh, like discounts, basically. They're going to pay people to wear the Apple Watch and like be healthy, <sighs> which is terrifying in one way and also like, exactly the future that was predicted in another way. And then I'm just going to say Snapchat Spectacles and let Liz talk about.
5: <laughs> I just – I don't want to wear a
2: computer on my body. And it's like all of this stuff – Oh man, I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying this. It makes me feel really sympathetic to Ted Kaczynski, which is what? not a Whoa. position I want to be
0: in. Wow! Like, Nazis it's like, and Ted Kaczynski—that's yeah. <laughs> who <laughs> hey we are. how's <laughs> it going? <laughs> how
5: you
2: doing? <laughs> you haven't fought on the Verge cast yet? <laughs> no, but I mean, like, you know, he talked about how like technology can be really alienating, and aside from like bombing people, like if you read the manifesto, like some of the stuff he has to say is a pretty perceptive critique of of technology, like the ways in which. Um, it can be used as a a force of social control and a way to manipulate people. And like Aetna is a perfect example, right? Like you can see that going down like a route where it's like either you agree to be constantly monitored by your health insurance company in an increasingly complex way that Mm -hmm. like, you know, like blood pressure, any of a variety of other things that like maybe as these sensors get better, you can do or you pay extremely high premiums and those are your options like you're either constantly surveilled by your insurance company which doesn't seem that cool to me or you have to pay to have some privacy and those are your options and like the Snapchat spectacles my god i hate them
1: i hate them <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll so either you got either you got to pay money to buy the gadget to get the discount
0: or, or you, you got to pay the gadget more. for free
1: They'll give you the gadget for free, maybe. Well, no won't, but, like, you know. All I'm saying is, like, one one more reason that if you use Android instead of the iPhone, you're a second-class citizen. But, that's, so, that's all I'm saying. So, so all, Google uh, can watch you at all times? <laughs> along those lines,
3: I wrote a seminal piece about Google Glass in, like, 2012. Um, oh, my. And everybody should read it because it what was keeps it on coming true. Well, basically – I don't remember what it's called. It <laughs> it called, called seminal piece on Google Glass. I had a
1: feeling about Google Definitely Glass. Definitely super Miller, not Googling that.
3: Google Glass Seminal. <laughs> it's not gonna go well for you, buddy. <laughs> um, Project Glass and the epic history of wearable computers. So wait, did you get a result? I did a site search, like okay. <laughs> I did include seminal in it. Um, the, when they were developing wearables, there was like already like this pushback against this like corporate design for them. Mm-hmm. And like if you think about what what this restaurant idea is, mm-hmm. is that, oh, we have all these loosey-goosey humans who like to do stupid things with their time. I wish our humans were more like robots or software so I could tweak variables and, and – and It's Taylorism. Taylorism. Push what's t- Taylorism? Oh God! So having means-
0: Dieter and
1: Liz on this podcast is <laughs> <it's> just like <laughs> but, Taylorism but, in the 1930s was like the original time when like they met. Uh, people thought that they could measure literally everything you did during the day, and so they would optimize the workplace and like move this thing three inches that way, and like make sure that every single movement of every single worker was precisely and perfectly. Optimized. Oh, it's the, the guy in and
3: by, by the dozen. Oh
1: man, I love that book. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I love this idea. Okay, so here's the
3: thing. I hate that coming from the company, especially in this sense that, like, our we can turn our our, our human ro- workers into robots. But I love having a computer on me if it could make me smarter. If I was an employee and a computer was augmenting my intelligence and awareness so that I could do a better, better at my job, right. I'm really in- intrigued by that. But yeah, this idea that it's coming down from on high and you know my other complaint with Google Glass is it was all about um, taking your real life and being better at uploading it to the internet um, and better at referencing the internet to to, to do your real life uh, it was such a Google concept of the future and that's my only, I think the snap Snap. Oh, someone said it, Snapticles they should have been called Snapticles the Snap <laughs> Snapping it's Incorporated Spectacles better. yeah are are fine and really fun because it's just a it's just another way to take pictures and, and it's, it's a, a real a
2: gift to the upskirt community I think
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. yeah but no but they're, they're on gross. your, so like they're your they're face be, though yeah they're so. on your face and the lights are going to be on you to have to work pretty hard to be unnoticed while you take creep shots. I mean right now I saw somebody taking creep shots on the subway the other day and like you, you just you pulled up your phone like you're looking at something really closely and then oh yeah. you're taking a picture you
1: can be taking a picture while you do but that but you, you I've seen it you can see when when people are like on their phone and they're like I'm on my phone totally just texting <laughs> right now <laughs> it's rubbed up and then I'm back down right? Right, right so the thing with the watch which I think so
0: there's two threads here and we should talk about we're gonna get it all. Yeah. We should talk about spectacles, and then we got to do another quick segment, and then we got to end the thing. Um, the thing with the watch is that Google stalled, yeah, and it feels like Apple's on an upswing, yeah, because the thing is fun to use again yeah. for the f- again for the first time, fun to use, uh, and other people are starting to find uses for it. And as an app platform, it is now viable, right? You right. can put an app on here, and it will work, right? Right. And so, like, the whole Union Square Hospitality um, Shake Shack thing is there's a company called Resi, which is, it started as a like, pay to reserve restaurant. Mm-hmm. And now they have the Resi OS, oh which is like God. the operating system for restaurants. Come on. This is where we live. This oh is our time, 2016. Okay. Um, and so, like, they run the Resi app on the watch. And so the Resi app does all the stuff for right. it. Right. But you couldn't do that on the first one. And you still couldn't do it in Android Wear. Right. So now, as a platform for smartwatches, Apple's in the lead, and they're, like, accelerating away. Yeah. And whether or not the stuff is good or bad or constantly surveilling you. Like, insurance companies will plug a computer into your car and, like, watch how you drive to lower yeah. your rates. Like, that's already a, a world that we live in. It is. Now it's just, like, your heart rate. Don't like, t- I would wear this – if I would let my doctor look at stuff and be like, yo, buddy, heart attack coming. Like, uh, there, there, there's a world in which I would actually allow that to happen. I I suspect that more people would make that choice than not, but we – yeah, but if you force the incentives of that choice to be bad, then you're in a bad place. But
1: like you shouldn't assume that huh, you shouldn't <laughs> assume that the incentives are going to be good, right? No, like, absolutely you should, not. You shouldn't assume that like people are going to maintain control of the computers on their bodies. No. You shouldn't assume a lot of things. I, I don't
0: assume that my parents will maintain I'm control of the computers in their living room. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be clear. Like, Yes, I, I am very aware that computers can, I'm, can get away
3: from <laughs> it. I love self-driving cars as a technological problem. I think they're fascinating. But I am increasingly becoming concerned that these are like a new vector to just basically control. You know, like we decided – when we decided to do Martial Law today, we decided to turn off all your cars. Yeah. Yep. You know? And, like, it's just, it's just like, people who are excited about not just self-driving cars, but also eradicating human drivers seem scary to me. I don't know if they
1: want to literally eradicate the human drivers. <laughs> they do. They do. <laughs> they, don't, they, they don't literally want to eradicate the humans.
0: If you make a steering wheel shaped... With your hands in a self driving car, it, it eliminates you. <laughs> like you idea. <laughs> System <Funny>. threat detected. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we should. I just spectacles? Uh, spectacles. Yeah. And I just want to touch on it. So Snapchat last week, last Friday, yeah. announced spectacles. They changed the name of the company, Snap Inc. They're a camera company now. They're these glasses. They're round. They look crazy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They look like fun, but they're crazy. They're round. They take circular video. Uh, they upload it to a phone. So you can
1: watch it on your circular screen. What's the Motorola <laughs> phone with the circular screen? Oh, the Aura. Uh, Aura. Yeah, there it is. The, the, the uh, the that most thing was rad. Yeah, I know. Urban outfitters looking Yeah, and Yeah, they come in like rave colors.
0: All of the created. pictures, all the models, and Everybody's all the photos naked. Is, have, are they're naked. That's yeah.
1: the rule. You
2: can't wear them with your clothes it's on. It's like
0: Snapchat, just lean into it, guys. <laughs> just get in there. <laughs> Sex with glasses on. That's what we're doing here at Snapdank. Um, anyway,
3: I I guess you were were all just skateboarding. It was just like girl skateboarders. What what are you guys looking at? The stills. The stills are all nude people. It's
2: all like it's shots like from. I was going to say from here up, but I realized this is this is audio only. So like from the shoulders up, and the shoulders are bare.
0: Yeah. So they it
2: it gives you the appearance of everybody. It's a
0: bunch of well toned men (laughs) wearing wearing tube tops. You just can't see the tubes. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Um, Anyway, uh, I did pick up on the horrible video quality of the skate video. (laughs) Uh, but so Liz and I were like Liz, you're you hate this idea. I hate all. Explain of it. why.
2: Yeah. Well, I, there are a couple of things. I I hate the idea, and it's becoming increasingly a thing that we have decided as a society that we want to do. That I have to be prepared to be um, viewed every single time I leave the house. Right. Like I I I'm a slob. Like, that's just, that's a well-known fact, right? Like, I'm not well-dressed. I don't really wear makeup. And I sometimes just leave the house in, like, you know, the clothes I slept in. Mm -hmm. And, like, I don't think about my appearance that hard. Um, And all of these things have have to do with, like your your appearance and how you look and potentially you are being like the background into somebody's story or like there are all of these uh moments where like somebody uploads a photo of someone is like can you believe this person yeah and it's like i don't i'm like i don't want to be on view all the time or like be ready to be on call for being on view all the time and like i just don't want to be surrounded uh, uh, you know by 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 cameras constantly and you know, I, I, I know there are going to be people who are like, too bad, that's the world you live in now. Or how yeah. is this different from surveillance cameras? And, like, surveillance cameras, like, have an obvious use and, like, they're also not very good. Yeah. And, like, that makes sense to me. They're
0: not for social sharing.
2: Right. Like, this is not one of those things where, like, I have to think about, like, okay, like... I know I'm going to be going into the office, and Dieter's going to be wearing his stupid Snapchat glasses. <laughs> and he's going to be, like, snapping me to God knows who, like, especially if I make a weird face. So, mm. like, I need to just have my like, – it's it's like a world – it's a very self-conscious world.
0: Yeah. So it was – I'm just recapping this conversation earlier. It, what got to me about that comment was if you if you come at this problem from a totally other perspective, which is – we're gonna enhance your brain so that you have a better memory. You have a photographic memory, which is basically what Snapchat's trying to do. Only the Snapchat stuff disappears. Like the combination of elements here make this to me a very confusing, like cultural artifact. Like it's a camera for making things that go away, right? It's mm-hmm. not a camera for like Google's purpose, which is constantly record the world around you and store them in the cloud for easy reference later. Put it on Google Plus. Yeah. <laughs> the best the best <laughs> social network of them all. And I that to me kind of changes the calculus when it's I want to share with some people, some limited set of people, what I'm seeing for just a fleeting moment. But but you do keep it on your phone forever
3: now. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh,
0: well, screw that. This thing is garbage. So um, it's
3: fleeting for your audience on, but it's, on it's, Snapchat, it's, it's But if it's stored, then it's not fleeting.
0: Yeah. If, it's if everything you see, if you could turn on spectacles and it would share Snapchat style, you can watch it for 60 seconds and it's gone, that, that changes to me the calculus of I have a camera what, on my
3: face. Liz, what about this? A computer you wear on your body at all times broadcasts a beacon that says I'm opting out of Facebook and Google Plus posts, you're allowed to put this on Snapchat. And if somebody takes oh a gosh. picture of you with a camera and they attempt to put it up to Facebook or Google Plus, you're like just a silhouette. And then on Snapchat, you
1: show up. What about instead of a computer that broadcasts a beacon, mm-hmm. you uh, you can have like a, a brown lanyard, a black <laughs> lanyard, <laughs> a black a black you know, patch. Yeah, and interesting. all cameras by law have to have optical recognition. And then when they see that black patch, they do not take your photo.
2: That would be great. What would be even better is if some technologically inclined person <laughs> listening to this podcast who felt like a little sympathetic to me were to build something that would just... Like frits out all cameras around you me.
1: Just, you just want an EMP. Yes,
5: <laughs> that
2: just is what not, I want.
1: Someone send me an EMP, I want a, like a blister pack of EMPs, extremely like extremely
0: limited, like
1: <laughs> range you know. EMPs, and yeah. Yeah. it's
0: just a tiny <laughs> nuclear bomb. Just,
1: just, just like, a little guy. Like, <laughs> dumb. Like, you just like pop one out of the pack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh,
5: yeah,
1: okay. I I great. think
0: I think what happens with spectacles is I don't know. I mean, they're cheap. They're 120 bucks. Mm-hmm. People love Snapchat. They, they, will, they will do better than Google Glass. And I actually understand why Snapchat just couldn't build a camera because you have a great camera that their app runs on yeah. in your phone all the time. So they had to come up with another form factor and make that splash. But are people going to accept cameras on faces? I think still an open question, right? Like, I think it will be a novelty. People will, like, give them away for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Will they actually wear them? Mm-hmm. Will think, they charge them at night?
2: I think it's inherently hostile to wear a camera on your face.
0: Yeah, I I think a lot of people are going to ask that question. Um, Anyway, let me read this ad. And then, Paul, there's a thing you usually do. Anyway. Absolutely. Graphic Stock is a subscription based stock media company that gives you unlimited access to over 300,000 premium photos, illustrations, vectors, and design elements that everyone can afford. You get great value with an unlimited download model. There's actually the largest unlimited download library of graphics, photos, vectors, and images available to the creative community. Most websites charge you per download, costing as much as $30 an image, which adds up quickly. But with Graphic Stock, you get unlimited downloads with your membership for an annual rate. There's no credits, there's no download limits, there's no hidden charges. You get the same content that you'd find in more expensive stock sites at a cheaper price. And they're always adding new content to the library so it stays fresh. So sign up for a seven-day free trial. You can download 140 pieces of content. It's only $99 for an annual subscription after that, which is less than $10 a month. Everything's 100% royalty-free, even if the subscription is canceled. You get unrestricted usage rights for personal or commercial projects, and you keep what you download and maintain those rights forever. So exclusive for VergeCast people. You get a seven-day free trial today at graphicstock.com slash VergeCast. That's graphicstock.com slash VergeCast for a free seven-day trial. All right, it's time for our recurring segment. Paul?
3: Did it do it this week. What? <laughs> what? Oh, you suck. This, this, this is a thing I do every week where I do the thing I was supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> What'd no, got? I got all excited about like talking to Lauren and like setting that up. And then we talked and then. Well, I got one.
1: Oh. What's it called? What's the segment called that Paul does every week? Yeah. Every week it's Paul who does it. And every week it's called. Gadgetopia. Gadgetopia. <sighs> gotcha, buddy. Thanks. Gotcha back. But I have a gadget too. Yeah. No, that's
3: part of it. You, <laughs> you, there's a name of the segment that it is every week. And then there's also a gadget I talk about.
0: Where's the gadget? <laughs>
3: hold on. I got to get the name. <laughs> Great I, I was ready, I was
0: ready. No, we didn't put the name in the headline, so hold on. It's the Fuse case for the iPhone 7.
1: Uh, oh, is that the one that gives you,
0: um... Gives you a headphone jack. It's a battery case with a headphone jack. Yeah. I will say this battery case... Indie Go-Go project.
5: It's an Indie with Go Go project. The most
0: I mean, it is the video. worst video of all time. <laughs> Rock like, out with your ox out is yeah, their yeah. tagline. It is the man like, wa- takes off walking. most of his shirt during the video. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He, because it's like a rock star. Yeah, it's the of it's bad. But what would is happen it with tech devices if, and
2: shirtlessness? If, what would happen
1: if
0: everybody devices <laughs> ever in, in my entire life? Says, I bought a blu player. I be... wasn't wearing a shirt
1: within twenty minutes. What would if everybody in my entire life happened to be in a frat and then I decided to make an IndieGoGo project? <laughs> that video is what would happen. <laughs> Wait, that's, it's that's not a good video. There's a
3: lot of IndieGoGo. P- I feel like that's a big Indiegogo fuel. Yeah, uh,
1: but
0: anyway, there's it's it's the thing that you need. Yep, yeah, it's the thing that you need. A it's case. it's a battery it's case. A battery. It's got a it's got a twenty four hundred milliamp hour battery for a seven and a 3600 milliamp hour battery for the seven plus. It charges via lightning, which seems uh-huh. like Apple will shut it down. Uh it has, it has jack. It's basically a Mofi with a headphone jack. Yeah. And I'm sure Mofi will release one of these soon In this who, company who, who, you, But their first year so of
1: seven or seven plus I don't nope. have one yet. I have a, I have a success bro. Oh uh, yeah. Wow. Sticking with I uh, dude, I'm yeah, I'm I, a man of principle. Right. I am I'm success. Yeah, she, five.
2: That? that is definitely a five.
0: Yeah, it's five.
1: I am loving- How's your battery life? That's what I want to The know. dongle life. No, stop, stop with Do the dongle. Do you still just have the thing hanging on there? Oh, always. Not? We're not going to talk is, about dongles. I just it, want to know how your battery life is. It's great.
3: Okay. It's all I need, and I've never been <laughs> in a, ca- a scenario yet where I was like, man, I wish I could use headphones. Because the dongle is permanently plugged no. into your phone. No, no, no. no, no. I, what I mean, I, I haven't- Because the, the other thing about these cases and these adapters- Do you make phone calls with that thing hanging off the end? I don't make phone calls. <laughs> All right, <laughs> All right fine. No, no, I love that. The, so the dongle. Stop talking about the dongle. Sticks
1: up out of my pocket. See, so it's like a little lanyard so you can grab it? Yeah. Oh, my God. So
3: you can, like, plug in your headphones without taking your phone out. This if is 100%
1: Stockholm to, like,
0: Syndrome. What you were describing is stock. He's like, yes, I'm confined you know, to you a know, cage, you know, but they feed me look- macaroni and cheese. <laughs> you know, like, that's what you're saying right now. Remember how
3: phones used to have that little hook on them and then yeah. you could, like, Put yeah. like a little keychain or Stock a lanyard or whatever.
2: I, I don't remember this.
3: It was a whole thing. Flip phones Put had like, a little loop, fuzzy yeah. dice. Yeah,
0: okay. all sorts of things. And you could, could buy entire I, I chains it was of there. things. I just don't yeah. it,
3: remember it. Yeah. Some sometimes it, was it more wasn't like big a, in this country. It's more of a Japanese yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: yeah. But Palm we, Palm had them.
3: Everybody had them, but there. that's that's what this is to me. It's like it's just like a little. Hey, this is where we're going. someday there'll be head, wireless headphones. That will be great. <laughs> For now, you can plug in your headphones that you love into this. It's everything's fine. You're, I have it. Everything's fine.
0: I haven't. You haven't lost it because you leave it plugged into your phone.
3: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yes, and then at night I unplug it from my phone, but I plug it into my headphones, and then I charge my phone. And I, I have plenty. Uh, th- right now, this is a two-day phone. Wow. Which good. I haven't had for a while, and I'm really appreciating that. Um, okay. Okay. It's just, everyone
0: taking an emotional beat. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I know that was rough for everyone. data I want you to do a one-minute next week, October 4th, huge Google event.
1: Yeah. Lots of stuff going on. Can yeah. me, give me your preview. Uh, so there's been just a gazillion rumors. Um, yeah. We are expecting uh, new phones. Uh, we're expecting to be called the Pixel, not the Nexus. Yeah. Um, we are expecting we'll finally get release dates for a bunch of the stuff that Google talked about in May at Google I.O., including the Google Home Speaker Assistant thingamajig Yeah. and uh, Daydream VR. Ooh, that's a big one. Yep. And uh there's a bunch of other rumors for a bunch of other little things,
0: yeah I saw one t- I saw mock-ups of Chromecast. There. I'm really yeah. hot on the Chromecast.
1: It, it looks like it's a like Chromecast.
0: one of my favorite things, looks but like no a- no Chrome logo. it's a Google logo, well, okay it seems like they're they're going to try to
1: be a hardware yeah well, the, the teaser is made by made by Google, uh so like it's going to be Google hardware.
0: and this is like the big Rick Osterlo,
1: yeah, he's right. the head of hard hardware Google Yeah, right? also the man who murdered Ara yeah. And also the man who, who,
0: who stares at the good ship nest with nothing but fire in his eyes. <laughs> right? They're going to do a Made by Google event, and they have a whole hardware yeah. company over there, and they're like, you know what? You stay outside.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, We did a whole riff on the, my thought about their little teaser video where the search box turns into a phone. Yeah. We did that already. Okay. My, there you go. The search box turns into a phone. Yeah. If, if you want to know what I think of it and you didn't hear that riff, just watch that video and, and ponder. Think, um, on, think on the search box transforming into a phone. But I will say, um, it was Hiroshi Lockheimer? Yes, he tweeted You'll, Def- th-
0: th- like ten years ago. Android came out, and this eight. will be eight years ago. Yeah. He tweeted eight years ago. Android came out. This will be a day that is marked the same, and it's like yeah, man. people talk about this in eight years.
3: I feel. I, I was at the the Android mm-hmm. launch event, mm-hmm. and I remember now that Larry Page and Sergey Brin came out in rollerblades. Yeah. yeah. Oh
0: my god. That was like that was like peak Sergey. Yeah. Right. He's like, you know what? Regular shoes are dumb. Hack the planet. Every so- other time you see me, I'll be wearing a different kind of crazy shoe. This one has wheels and a lot.
1: <laughs> like it's like his whole thing. He's like, shoes are dumb. Yeah. But no, Google's raising expectations it's crazy. There's a lot of kind of suite. There's like statues in Brooklyn. There's projections on the wall. There's commercials during Monday night football. Uh so yeah, they're 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 going big. I've All also right.
3: been researching the history of the the Google phone. Yeah, which was like the, the Nexus One was kind of called the Google phone because it was Google's first phone. Uh, they did such a bad job. What oh, the yeah, Nexus yeah. One? I love the Nexus One. It's a beautiful device. Yeah, but they stopped selling it after about six months online. Yeah, they shut down their support forum made it like read only and then like folded it into something else. Like they had no support for it. There's like class action lawsuits about like the reception. Mm-hmm. The, it's just... Had trackball though. Great trackball. It did
1: have a trackball. It <laughs> <laughs> glowed different colors. Yeah, it did. Bring yeah. back the trackball Have you held and the Nexus one blades? recently?
3: No. Dude, it
1: is tiny. Ch- it's a little chubby though. <laughs> no, it's so... It, it, it just... It feels so wee. It feels so little. <laughs> it's amazing. All the
0: phones from that era feel super tiny. Yeah. Like the original droid, you're like. I remember thinking that thing was a tank, and yeah. they held one again recently, and I was like, ah, yeah, ah,
3: yeah. All of
0: our expectations have changed.
3: Original droid had bunches of magnets on the back. That's see, that's what we need. C- magnets, crazy hardware innovation. Magnets, roller balls, and roller blades Term- permanently attached dongles. <laughs> keyboards. Donzles, keyboards. If you want something memorable? Make me remember it.
0: Yeah. When with that we end <laughs> the show, but uh, <laughs> um, I want to call out. Uh, A big feature on the site this week that we didn't have a chance to talk about. Uh, Ben Popper, uh, Tom Connors, and was it Tyler? Tyler. Tyler Pina went to China, uh, went to uh, DJI's big robot competition uh, called Robo Wars. It is an amazing feature. It's Chinese college students competing in basically a BattleBots tournament. And the prize is a job at DJI, which is, like, incredible. Uh, So read that. Watch that video. It's really great. Uh, Ben also uh, got Scoop and then DJI. Uh, Mavic Pro, they're super tiny foldable
1: drone. drone. Yeah. Foldable
0: drone, uh, which is really cool. So check that out. I Want to call that out? Uh, it was a big trip. There's a, a bunch of actually other reporting they did in China, so you'll see a bunch of stories from that trip come out over the site the next. Come out on the site over the next couple of weeks. But RoboWars Wars was a big feature, so go check that out. Uh, Dieter, you can look at. You can look at his tweets yeah. at Backlon. Liz is at Ms. Lopato.
2: Yeah, Ms. Lapato.
0: Ms. Lapato,
3: if you will. Paul is at Future Paul. Or Future Paul. Future Paul. By uh, the way, it's Rise of the Robo Masters. Rise of the Robo Masters. Is the name of the feature. You got to read it. Also, I searched for Paul Miller Google Glass Seminal and it said, did you mean Paul Miller Google Glass Seminar? Yeah. <laughs> and it's actually, Paul did record a two hour college seminar about Google Glass in his 201
0: level course. I was real afraid of where that was going to go,
1: but it turned out okay. I was also terrified.
0: I'm at Reckless on Twitter. You can follow at Verge on Twitter. You can hit us on Snapchat Verge, Instagram Verge, Verge Science on Twitter, at Verge Science. Tons of stuff there. I'm supposed to thank Andrew Marino, our producer, who is not here producing the show this week. Yeah, we got Mark. (laughs) So don't know why you put that note in, Paul. But Mark's doing a great job in dealing with a bunch of edits. Also, tons of other stuff to listen to. What's Tech hits every Tuesday with Chris Plant. control delete It was actually one-year anniversary of Control-Walt-Delete this week. Wow. Me and Walt. Uh, That is out. You can go check it out. Uh, On the Recode side, Lauren Good has Too Embarrassed to Ask, Kara Swisher has Recode Decode, and Peter Kafka has Recode Media, which is one of my very favorites. All that stuff is iTunes.com slash The Verge. That's it for our show. Rock and roll.